Hello, my friend. I am so glad that you have joined me here today on this episode that when you read the title, you're like, ooh, this sounds like a bit of a heavy topic, and it can be, but I promise and assure you that on the other side of this, on the end of the podcast, that you are going to be filled with hope and encouragement, and you're going to be even more on fire when it comes to homeschool, so that's a good thing. But did you know that we as humans, as people, we tend to self-sabotage ourselves. It can be in little things. It can be in big things. And oftentimes, we don't even realize that we're doing it. And the points that I'm going to make today, I hear on a very, very regular basis with all of the moms that I work with that when it comes to homeschooling, I hear this all the time. And guess what? I just heard it this morning on a coaching call. And so I know that it is something that goes on and I'm not just completely making this up. We have to remember that homeschool is meant to give us life, not to suck the life out of us. And we are the ones that often can get ourselves tripped up. It's not, it's not always the kids. And sometimes we can say, well, little Johnny isn't paying attention. He is being disruptive or he's not he's not wanting to do what I'm asking him to do. Well, it's a part of little Johnny, maybe, but it's also a part of you as the homeschool mom that you might just be sabotaging your success. So today we are going to talk about a couple of major key points that I see in the lives of homeschool moms. But then on the flip side, I'm going to give you some steps to get out of the cycle of sabotaging your homeschool success. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Topics such as this and when it comes to things like mind control and propaganda and brainwashing has always fascinated me. I actually minored in psychology and beyond that, just kind of, it just has always kind of stuck out to me when I start to see things and I don't know, I just think it's interesting. Maybe you don't, but I think it is. But I didn't really quite think about the fact that self-sabotage falls under this. Nobody is immune to it. And even when we are doing amazing things like homeschool, we can still fall into this trap of sabotaging our own homeschool. When we sabotage, it is a way of protecting ourselves, protecting our ego, because in the back of our mind, we wonder and we think to ourselves, is, is this going to work? Is this homeschool thing, am I going to be able to pull it off? Am I going to be able to do this? And so we look at ways that we aren't even conscious of doing that will actually trip us up and will make us and lead us to not having success in homeschool. And I want you to have success in homeschool. So that's why I'm bringing this topic, this subject to light and tying it into homeschool. Now, maybe you're doubting what I'm saying and you're not quite putting it together with homeschool and 
not quite understanding what do I mean by sabotaging ourselves. Let me give you another example. When it comes to, say, weight loss, maybe you have an extra 10, 15, 20 pounds that you would like to lose, and you come up with a great plan. You have a meal plan figured out, you've got all of the macro stuff, you have all that stuff figured out, and then you also have your exercise and how you're going to keep yourself active, and you have this plan all figured out, and it might go well for a couple of days. And you might start to see and notice some changes or just very slight. And you might say, oh, I don't know if I'm worth this. I don't know if I can continue with this. If I can't lose, say, the whole 20 pounds, what's the point in trying to lose five pounds? And I'm just not even going to try. I'm going to give up. And this is where dedication is greater than motivation because we're going to lose the motivation sometimes to lose the weight or to homeschool. And then we're really relying upon our dedication to it, our just commitment to doing it. And I actually read a statistic about when it comes to weight loss, and we're going to tie this into homeschool soon, I promise. But when it comes to weight loss, often people will lose those first 10 pounds and they'll be on all on board with it. And then they start to self-sabotage themselves, saying, I'm not worth it to take the time, the energy, maybe the the bu- the budget, the funds in order to maybe lose that extra 5, 10, 15 pounds, whatever it is. And so we start to then doubt ourselves and we start to put things into place where we don't carry through. We come up with an excuse day after day after day for not getting some type of exercise in. We come up with an excuse as to why we can't stick to our meal plan. And I'm guilty of that over here as well. But let's now bring this back. So hopefully that has kind of given you a little bit of an insight, just that example of weight loss. And now we're going to tie this sabotaging ourselves into homeschool. And what does that look like? And the real point of it, this then is to make you aware of it. But then at the end, by the end of this episode, you're going to have steps in order to get yourself out of this cycle of sabotaging yourself so that you do have that success in the homeschool that I know you just truly, absolutely, really, really want. Let's now get into this. I have four points that I'm going to make when it comes to how you are sabotaging yourself, and then four points on how to get out of the homeschool sabotage. Now, this first part, really be introspective. And as I'm saying these things, I want you to really think and be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I'm actually guilty of that, so that you are aware of what you're doing so that therefore you can then on the other side, you can get yourself out of it and you can take the necessary steps in order to move beyond this continuous cycle of holding yourself back when it comes to your homeschool. So how are you sabotaging your homeschool? Number one, and that is not being intentional. That word intentional is actually one, has become one of my most favorite words when it comes to especially parenting and homeschooling because I think that it really, all the decisions that we make should come from that place. You and I, we might make different decisions on, say, things like technology and what we allow our kids access to. That's okay. You and I may make different decisions about things when it comes to, I'm just going to give a really big example that oftentimes is brought up, especially in Christian circles. So you and I might have differing opinions upon alcohol consumption. We might have, now a couple weeks ago, we had Halloween. We might have differing opinions on that. Those things 
don't determine, they're, they're not necessarily related to salvation. They are us and our convictions and how the Holy Spirit has convicted us. And then it's up to each of us to follow through and take the steps that we need to in order to follow through with that conviction. So when it comes to homeschool and you not being intentional, this is how you're sabotaging yourself. Take the time really to think through and make your decisions. When we're not intentional, we just kind of are like, I think of like a pinball machine and we're just bouncing here and bouncing there. And somebody might say, might give their opinion about, I don't want to point out and single any certain one thing, but when it comes to parenting, you might be able to see both sides of people's strong convictions. Well, I really think that we need to be very prayerful and be intentional instead of being tossed back and forth between different camps that are completely opposite. And nobody says we have to be in one separate camp. We can be somewhere in the middle, but be intentional about it. Be intentional about the technology use in your family. Be intentional about the books that your kids read. Be intentional about maybe their nutrition. Be intentional about how they spend their time, how your family spends your time, maybe what you do for the holiday season, maybe traditions that you have. When we are intentional, we make decisions from a rational, strong position, and we can sabotage ourselves in our homeschool by not being intentional. Now, hold on to that because I'm going to give you a solution to it here in just a couple of minutes. Number two, we can sabotage ourselves by looking at others. This one can be pretty obvious, right? We can look at other moms, whether we know them personally in our life or we just know them through a screen. Maybe we've had some contact with them or they just have a blog or some type of social media account and we just watch and we look at them and we think, wow, she's pretty amazing. I am pretty not amazing because I'm not doing what she's doing. But on the flip side, if you were sharing stuff, she might say, wow, she might think you actually are pretty amazing too. When we look at others, we are too busy focused on the outside and seeing what everybody else is doing. And then what that does is it comes back into us and we then think about all the negative things that we are doing. We are seeing people's highlight reels when it comes to social media. And when we see their highlight reels, we're not seeing the messy stuff. We're not, even if they come back later on and share a story, we're not seeing them in that moment. We're not seeing them in the everyday moments of the everyday. We all have everyday, boring, mundane types of things that we have to do, that we need to get done. It is vacuuming the floor one more time underneath the kitchen table to get all the crumbs. And those are just mundane things that we all do. And they're good things, actually. But when we look at other people, it then leads us to comparison. And we are then thinking about ourselves, and we're thinking about them. Oftentimes when we compare, we belittle ourselves and we lift other people up way higher than they need to be. And not that we shouldn't respect and love other people, but we put them up on a pedestal that they aren't asking to be on. Number three of how you are sabotaging yourself is a little bit related to number two, and they can be very intricately intertwined sometimes but not always. Number three is what is called the shiny object syndrome. And when that comes to homeschool, what it, com what it means is that you are then looking at this person's curriculum and how this person sets up their day and their routine and their maybe tea time and their poetry reading and their horseback riding and their nature walks and their science experiments and their 
kids learning how to do Latin. And we look at all these shiny things, especially when you go to a homeschool convention. Those are so much fun, but don't get caught up in the shiny object syndrome. But we can look at other people and we can think, oh, if only I had that curriculum or if only I had the budget for that curriculum, then my homeschool could be great. What if it could be great with just what you have right there in front of you? Here's, I'm going to let you know a secret. It can be. So this shiny object syndrome, again, keeps us like that second point I met, I said about looking at others. It's, it keeps us looking outward to something else, that something else needs to come in to our homeschool in order to fulfill our homeschool and to make it good. And we begin to sabotage ourselves and say, well, since I don't have this certain math curriculum, my kids are never going to learn math. Well, that's actually not true. I'm sure that the homeschool curriculum that you have is absolutely going to work and teach them math. Number four on how you're sabotaging yourself, this one is a biggie, and that is doubting yourself. Thinking that you can't do it, you're not good enough, you're not going to be able to achieve this, wondering, can I really do this? Can I actually homeschool a high schooler? And I am 100% guilty of all of these. And let me give you an example here, the last one, though, of doubting myself. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I could never homeschool high school. Well, guess what? When I started homeschooling, I was, what was I, maybe mid, mid-30s or so, mid to late 30s, somewhere there. And I just was like, oh, I can't homeschool high school. Well, guess what? I didn't have to homeschool high school. I had a seven-year-old. Now, if God called me to bring a high schooler into our home and to homeschool, then he would have enabled me to do that. But I wasn't at that point. Here I am. 13 years later, and I have homeschooled two high schoolers all the way through and graduated them, and I'm on my third high schooler. And so it has taken time to do that. Now, maybe you're in a situation you're saying, I can't homeschool a high schooler, and my child is a high schooler. Well, you're probably not in the midst of, well, maybe you are, maybe you have a bunch of little ones too, but you're probably not in the midst of a ton of little ones and, and all that goes along with that. You do have the wisdom to homeschool a high schooler. So, number four way that as homeschool moms, we can self-tabotage ourselves is to doubt yourself. Now let's take all of these, these four points I made, and let's flip them. And let's get out of this homeschool sabotage because that's the point of this episode. And that is the point of most everything that I share. I want to get you to the other side. Now, are you ready to get yourself out of the homeschool sabotage? I'm pretty sure yes, you are. Okay, here we go. Number one, is to carefully choose your curriculum and your resources. Don't just jump into things. However, I also want to encourage you to not be afraid to try and to see how things go. So there's like this two ends of it. So choosing your curriculum and resources, this includes how you spend your time, who your kids spend their time with. And so here, what I'm, I'm going to give an example. With homeschool and co-ops, and you're starting to homeschool and you just want to jump straight into a co-op. That's okay. I want to encourage you to try it out and to see if it works. Just because you do it your first year doesn't mean that you have to do it other years. I'm over here, a prime example of that. But it's also okay if you are going into homeschooling and you're saying, I don't want to do a co-op. Well, that's okay. You don't have to. But don't say that I don't ever want to do a co-op because you might find yourself years down the road and find that, hmm, I think that maybe a co-op might be a good solution for us. So there is the don't jump in to things. This is being intentional, okay? And think about really everything that you're going to be using and the 
curriculum, the resources, the people that you're spending your time with and how you're spending your time. But balance that with also not being afraid to try something and then being being able to then reevaluate, is that a good solution or not? Number two in getting yourself out of homeschool builds upon this. And I kind of thought about putting it before the first one that I mentioned, but I feel like this is a better place for it because it helps bolster it. It's like a extra foundation to it. And that is to plan out your year purposely and intentionally. Maybe this means that you pick a focus or two this year. Maybe it's subjects or maybe it's topics or it's resources or curriculum or how you spend your time. Or maybe the couple of things that you focus on have more to do with extra things that you want to do or your character building or your Bible study or ministry that you want to do. Just be intentional about your choices. This is what will help keep you from sabotaging because when you are intentional about your choices, you know that you made the best choices and best selection for right now, this homeschool year, in this day, in this month, and knowing that things will change in the future. But you don't have to look out at what others are doing and you don't have to worry about the shiny object syndrome because you have been intentional. You've planned out your year. Maybe you've picked a thing to focus on, maybe a couple of things really to focus on and hone in on. doesn't mean you're not doing other things, but you're like, this is our year of science and poetry. And those are those two things take up a big chunk of your time. doesn't mean you don't do history, you don't do the math, you don't do the reading. You do those other things too, but you've picked that focus for this year. And then next year, you'll pick a different couple of focuses. And it, I promise you that it all evens and balances out. And those two things might sound overwhelming. You might say, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Just I'll carefully choose my curriculum and resources and I'll carefully plan out my year intentionally. That sounds really super easily. Hence <laughs> my sarcasm voice. And you're saying, no, that doesn't sound easy. Well, we get to do this together and clarify your homeschool. This is a major part of working through the program and us getting you to a place where you are intentional about your choices and you are excited and you're not worrying about what others are doing. That doesn't mean that you don't take some inspiration from other people. I highly encourage that because sometimes we just don't have all the creativity in the world and other people are creative and gifted in different areas. And we can then glean our creativity and our enthusiasm from them. But however, I want you to make sure that you are intentional and you create the homeschool that is perfect for your family. It's not going to be like the family down the road or across the street or your sister-in-laws or your cousins or somebody else that you know from across town. You need to create the homeschool that is perfect for you and your family is completely possible. And I'd love to see you over at Clarify Your Homeschool to get in on that and we can work on that together. All the details are clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Number three way of getting out of homeschool sabotage is that you might possibly need to make your world small if you need to. This is specifically going to help you with the looking at others and the shiny object syndrome. Sometimes we just need to pull back a bit. Maybe it means taking off some social media off of our phones. Maybe it needs uh, unsubscribing to some blogs. Maybe it means just kind of putting, just putting some boundaries and maybe not getting involved in a lot of things that are right there in front of us in our neighborhood or our town and our church and any extra things. Whatever it is that you feel that you need to, it's okay to make your world small for a time being so that you can get your footing and you can get yourself to a place 
that you are able then to confidently carry through with this homeschool, knowing what your vision is for your family and your goals are for your family when it comes especially here to your homeschool. It's okay to say, good for them, but not for me right now. And I think that's a point that we all need to be able to make, especially when it comes to homeschool. We can look at others and say, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that she is using that math curriculum. That is so terrible, or that is whatever, fill in the blank. We need to be able to say, good for them, but not for me right now. Because I've added in that right now, because if we say good for them, not for me, the Lord might humble you (laughs) at some point and you might find yourself using that same exact math curriculum. So good for them, but not for me right now. And being open to the fact that our homeschool will shift and change and grow as we grow and our kids grow. The fourth way I want to talk to you about here, and then we're going to close up shop here, is to get how to get out of homeschool sabotage is to step away from the quote-unquote expert mindset. This is going to help you in that fourth way of how you're sabotaging yourself with doubting yourself. We've got to get you to a point where you stop doubting yourself. And I wish that I could say that this was an overnight process, that just suddenly one day you wake up and you are completely confident in your homeschool and your choices, and you're like, yes, we've, I've got it all together. And I've got it all together for the next 5, 10, 15 years or however many years you have of homeschooling. Stepping away from the expert that, you know, I'm not an expert. I can't do this. Only the experts can teach my kids how to read. Only the experts can help my child get into college. Only the experts this, only the experts that. And we get ourselves, we just, we basically get ourselves just to a point that we lower ourselves so much. And I've said this before, what kind of system, because most likely you have gone through the public or private school system. What kind of educational system is there that tells us as parents, as adults, that we can't teach a child how to do XYZ, whether it's to read or to add or even to do advanced physics? Who says you can't teach them how to do advanced physics? Maybe the teaching looks different than what you would see in a school. Maybe that physics teacher that's at your local high school, that's fine. That's what that physics teacher focuses on. Nobody is asking that physics teacher to teach the children how to do, how to read Shakespeare and write their own play. Nobody's asking them to do that. You as the homeschool mom, you actually have to be able to do all those types of things. That doesn't mean you have to do them. It means that we get to find resources and we get to come alongside our kids and we get to walk them through. Maybe that means finding a physics teacher online or in person if you have a child that wants to take that higher level science and math, and maybe it involves going actually to a local community college and taking those courses. We need to get ourselves out of the expert mindset that there are these experts out there and they're the only ones that can educate our children. Full stop. No, you can educate your children. If you doubt that, go back and listen to a bunch of episodes here and you'll, you'll definitely hear that. There's, I think, going too back uh, to the episode that I had I think that would be be pretty encouraging to you if you did not listen to that as far as getting out of this expert mindset. Yes, the one about de-schooling. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I can link it in the show notes as well. But step away from the expert mindset. You are enough and you have enough and God will supply you with enough in order to homeschool your children. Not necessarily the neighbor kids or some other kids unless you're called to come alongside them for right now 
you have your children and you are the expert on them and you can do this. And again, when you're doubting whether you can do this or not, I want to see you over at Clarify Your Homeschool and we're going to wipe away that doubt and oh, can you hear the smile on my face? I just love to see moms get to the other side and for them to feel confident and excited and to be really intentional about their homeschool. So I hope that this episode has now gotten to the point where you are enthusiastic and excited about homeschooling and you're no longer going to sabotage. You have those four points of how you're sabotaging. Now you know how to get out of sabotaging. And when you're ready to take a step further, I'm going to see you over at Clarify Your Homeschool and we're going to do this together. Have a good day, friend. And I will be right back here on the podcast again on Monday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.